everyone. Welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. Today we have Catherine and I'm crossing my fingers that I don't have to restart this video like I normally do. So we're just going to give her a minute to come in and hello everyone that is starting to join. I see Catherine here. Normally it makes me start over, but it's not today. It's going to work. I'm so happy that this works and I didn't have to start all over. I really. Yay. I gotta adjust myself. I'm lower than I thought I was gonna be. It's <laughs> so nice to finally, you know, talk to you face to face. You too. It's been definitely something in the making. So, oh, yes. Long journey to get here. So, yes. So, do you wanna get started? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So, can you tell us a little bit about your trick when you started, how it's progressed over the years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got my little cheat sheet. Yay! <laughs> I'm not going to read it, though. Um, so I was about five years old when my trick started. I was in kindergarten. Um, my very first memory of it was laying on the couch. I don't know if I rubbed my eye, because it started with my eyelashes um, up until high school, but I'd rub my eyelashes on my finger, and when you're young, you know, so someone older is getting, like, an eyelash off. Oh, I got an eyelash. Make a wish. That is my very first memory. And I'm like, oh, oh, thanks, Mom. She's a beautiful lady down there. That's my mom. Um, she, um, you know, you blow it off, make a wish. I'm like, oh, maybe if there's more, I can make more wishes or whatever. And that is just my only memory. But um, really, that's when it started. And I've suffered with it, lived with it ever since. Um, there's been one other time that I've had a full set of eyelashes since then. And it's just something that I've learned to live with. I didn't start pulling from my eyebrows until high school. Don't know what started it. Nothing ever triggered any of them. But um, it's just one of those things. So you learn, you live with it, you accept it. And that's what I'm doing now. I've accepted it. Uh, this is my first time telling anybody else other than my mom and my husband. And you, of course. But um, you are the reason to come out and do this. If it's more known, then it'll be more accepted. So. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. And I'm so happy to hear that you are yeah. sharing it with Instagram Live. Yes. <laughs> now, have you, I know you didn't tell anybody, have you ever met or had any inkling that you might have known someone with Trick when you were younger? Um, maybe someone else? Um, well, it's hereditary. So um, my mom actually suffers with it. And she was my rock all through elementary school, high school, college. Now we're best friends. And we've just kind of leaned on each other um, through this. And her growing up, it wasn't known. And me growing up, it wasn't known, really. Um, I didn't even know it had a name until two years ago. And I felt less alone. She would tag me and stuff on Instagram. 
makeup tutorials or other tricksters. I'm like, I just wasn't ready to accept that about myself yet that, you know, I may have something. Um, but I found out it was a name and I'm like, oh, there's other people like me. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's incredible. And when you have a mom who does it, do you feel, I know that it feels very isolating. I'm sure it still did, but were you able to turn to her and, and you know, talk to her sometimes? And all, feel all the time, all the time. Her and I, we just, we just know each other. Like if she's suffering with something or I'm suffering with something, not suffering, but doing, dealing with something, but she would always just help me through anything. Cause I mean, I didn't understand I was young. Why was I doing this? Why mm. was I, I was kind of like not unconscious doing it, but not knowingly doing it. I mean, I'm more aware now, mm. but she just the tricks she'd come up with to help me. Um, bracelets, the beads, glasses, bangs, fake nails, the whole nine mm -hmm. yards. Um, so yeah. Any of those techniques that did help for a while? Please. Like I said earlier, I've never had a full set of eyelashes since high school. I had them for six, seven months. Um, so they would work for a little while, but you always find a way with fake nails or you move glasses. Mm -hmm. But even bangs, I, they were my security blanket because they would help cover just a little bit. And um, nothing really stuck. I think it's just one of those things I learned to live with. Mm -hmm. um, I wish they would have stuck, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay. I'm 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 good. It's it's one of those things. It's what it is now, and mm -hmm. being open and just doing it. So, and you say you've mentioned sharing it with your husband. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? That's fairly recent, correct? That's not even a year ago. So him and I, we started. Um, we were. We've been together a little over four years, married two, um, and I always wanted to tell him. I wanted to, especially when I found out there was a name for it, but um, we were in the car one day. Well, I remember I talked to you about it. I'm like, how do, how do I tell him? What do I do? And you were just giving me some ideas. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write him a letter. So I remember sitting at my computer, typing up just how I felt. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is so relieving. When am I going to give it to him? Am I going to give it to him when I leave for work and uh, let him read about it? And I even printed out articles for him. And I just kind of stuck it in my um, nightstand and just left it. And I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to do this. I talked to my mom, like, when do I do this kind of thing? Talk to you. And then him and I, we were just, we were married for a little over a year. And we were on the way back from visiting his family. It was just a car ride. And we were talking about raising kids. We had talked about bullying and how much I hate a bully, you know, that kind of thing. I don't want our kids to be bullied. And I'm um, just talking about raising kids and that type of thing. And I, we had mentioned, we had talked about stuff like that before, but he's like, okay, what is it? Why can't you stand a bully? Like, did something happen when you were younger? You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here it comes. I'm like, this is it. This is the time. I'm like, all right. So I have this thing. It's called trichotillomania. He's like, what? Can you say that again? What is that? I'm like, well, it's a hair pulling disorder. I don't know if you've noticed, but I have zero eyelashes and zero eyebrows. He's like, well, I've noticed the eyebrows because, you know, you draw them on every day, but he's never seen me without makeup. So he's like, but I can tell that they're drawn on, but your eyelashes, he's like, really? I've never noticed ever. Hmm. And um, he was like, well, I still think you're beautiful. Hmm. And that's all I needed. And it was like the most liberating feeling ever. And then just from that point, 
you know, I've researched more about it. And I'm like, I just want to go live. I want to just broadcast this to the world so more people will know about it and just accept it. Mm-hmm. But um, I told him, I'm like, look, ask me any questions. I'm, I'm an open book. And he just started asking me questions. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, does it hurt? I'm like, it's a good <laughs> hurt. It's weird. It's a good hurt, but it's, we- it's weird. So I can't really explain it. And I don't think he fully understands, like, some things you just cannot help, but he accepts it. He knows it's me. That's who I am. It's deep inside of me. And, like, it's not going anywhere. Sorry. So, but he still asks me questions. He's like, well, what can I do to help? And I'm like, you just being there and accepting me for who I am is amazing. That's all the help I need from that. Mm-hmm. So. And how amazing is it to you have that anticipation? What is it going to be like? When do I do it? Yeah. And the, the moment just presents itself. It was literally right there in front of me because we'd had the conversation about bullies like time and time again. On, you know, I don't want our kids to ever be bullied or anything like mm-hmm. that. And um, I was just sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I took a deep breath. Oh, yeah, okay. And I ended, up, I ended up reading him the letter that I had written a year before that because this was a year in the making of telling him. And I was reading it to him. He's like, if you would have given me this, I would have flipped out because I would have no idea what you were going to say. Because I kind of just started with a few stories and I didn't really name it until the end of my letter. And I was reading it again. And I'm like, what was I doing? I'm like, I could have freaked him out. He could have ran for the hills after or before finishing this letter. And then I don't know if he's done any research on it before, but we don't really talk about it. But we've talked about it more recently since Trick Talks was coming up. And I let him read my questionnaire and my answers and stuff. And, um, yeah, he's, I mean, he doesn't treat me any different. So, but he knows now, like, some of the excuses I would make as far as, you know, going to the beach or going swimming or going whitewater rafting. I was like, I'm scared to go whitewater rafting because we went to the mountains a couple summers ago and did that. But water, dangerous. Mm-hmm. You could knock an eyebrow, eyebrow off. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I still have yet to wipe off all of my makeup around him. I think that's just going to be something in time. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I've accepted it about myself, I'm st- I still don't like looking at myself without makeup. Like, look what you've done. But I'm like, it's okay. Give yourself a break. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But um, one day, one day, hopefully soon, I'll let him see. Maybe just no eye makeup or no eyebrow makeup. Maybe small steps. Maybe one eye. But it's a step. Yeah. The fact that you're even willing to say, you know, one day, it's so open-minded. It's so, you know, you're getting ready. And in your time, whenever you are ready, it's going to be perfect for you and your family. It's so funny. I tell him, like, in the mornings. I mean, before I told him, I'd get up in the mornings um, before he would. And I'd go to the bathroom and wash my face, fix my makeup, and just crawl back in bed. And he didn't have no idea. And sometimes, But I told him right before we got married and right before we moved in together, I'm like, look, I like my private time. I like my private showers. I like to get ready on my own, making excuses for myself. Like, it's just, I don't want you coming in here kind of thing. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Boys are weird anyway. They just kind of, they just go with it. <laughs> but um, I remember one time he had, like, busted in the bathroom, and I about had a heart attack, and I, like, spun around real fast. But the whole time before I told him, I felt like I was hiding in my own house. I couldn't even be me. And I was getting ready. I mean, I was married to this man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, this is my deepest, darkest secret. And I can't even tell him. Mm-hmm. But um, now I tell him, look, I'm going to go wash my face. I'll be down in a few minutes and we'll get ready for our day. 
So, mm-hmm. but now he knows. Sometimes he'll knock on the door. He's like, can I come in? I'm like, not yet. Give me like 10 more seconds. Mm-hmm. But he understands and he's, he's fine. So, and I'm fine. Yeah. So. Do you think that, you know, one day you will go on that whitewater rafting trip and kind of let it all, you know, get we wet? Did. We went, we ended up going, but this was before telling him, but mm. um, sunglasses, but I didn't get my wet either. So I was fine. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make up an eyebrow makeup. It's gone, gone so far. Waterproof, you know, by the end of the day, it's definitely oily. It needs to be like cleaned off, but you know, a little powder helps. Mm-hmm. But um. yeah, I mean, we went on the trip and I had a blast, but now I'm even looking forward to it again because I don't have to hide I mean I still wear my makeup but mm-hmm. I will be is like hiding going to the bathroom but I still keep makeup pencils wherever I go yeah take my makeup bag wherever I go but mm-hmm. maybe one day I'll be fine and just here I am mm-hmm. no makeup clean face all that kind of thing so well, yeah I look forward to hearing about that um yes. stay tuned yes you mentioned that you found you found that Trichotillomania had a name around two years ago. Can you tell me like how you found that? How you found uh, out? <laughs> she um like I said, she tagged me and all these different things. And um I finally just started researching. I even I would I struggle with like O C D too and anxiety, those types of things. And then I started researching more about that. And um why do I pull my hair? Why do I do these things? I said trichotillomania and I'm like like, da, 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 da. <laughs> it's just amazing, you know, and I just started reading more about it, and I found Instagram pages, and um, I'm like, I'm not the only one, like, you would, it felt like my whole entire life, all the kids who pointed out, all of every, you know, just growing up, just having those stares, and mm-hmm. asking, where are your eyelashes, you know, those kind of things, and um, yeah, so... I found the name. I started doing more research, meeting other people with it. And um, it was great. It was great. So. When you found it, did you feel like a sense of relief? I know I, I was little, but I was like, there's there's a name for this. Like, that's great. Yeah. Um, it was a sense of relief. Like I said, I'm not the only one out there. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, more people seeing your page, reading your book, other tricksters who have pages open, they just will spread the not spread the word, but make it more known to where it's more accepted, where you can teach your kids, like, you know, OCDs are common. Um, Depression is common. PTSD Mm -hmm. is common. You know, like those types of things. You're okay to talk about those kind of things. But why is it that we can't talk about BFRBs? Like, why can't we talk about those things? Why can't we make them more known? So Mm -hmm. this is my time. This is everybody's time. Like, I just want to come together and just like, let everyone know mm-hmm. it's not just because someone may look different right and still be nice to them you don't have to point it out kids are mean kids are mean so. oh yeah and I think um you know when you're little there's why is that like that what when you're older it's a different conversation it's like more you know more for understanding as opposed to like what's going on here um, yeah. but I think you know it is so important because you know, you, you probably feel the same way. If children knew about it, well, they'd be less likely to say, what's going on here? You know, why do you have no eyelashes? Like, that was such a, you know. Yeah. 
face all the time. Yeah. So it would definitely make the stairs feel less hurtful. Mm. And like now I'm open to questions. Now I feel like I'm just waiting for like, hey, what happened? I kind of think, well, this is what happened. This is what's up. Like I'm just waiting for the next time I get asked. So I'm just ready for that. Yeah. And I like to hear that you're not hiding from that. You're, you're like, you're like, I'm ready. Like, let's, you know, come on. Yeah. I'm ready to talk I, about I keep seeing people pop up that I didn't think we're going to be watching this. And I'm just waiting for a text message or some type of message. They're like, yeah, go look it up. Go read about it. Mm -hmm. So people in college, people from high school have like looked at this. And I'm like, oh dear God. <laughs> yes. Go read about it. So yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing that you're, you're so comfortable and able to. I'm trying to be. Mm. Trying to be. You mentioned that you had a full set of eyelashes in high school for about six to seven months. Do you think there's anything that attributed to that? Was it kind of just like a random like pause? A boyfriend. Mm. Actually, yeah. We're not together. I mean, obviously, it's not Josh. I met him in college. But it was a boyfriend at the time. And um, I'm just like, all right, I'm in high school. You know, I look not like a child anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be called out. I don't want this to be what I'm known for in high school kind of thing. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be strong and do it. And I had them um, towards the end of my freshman year of high school and then all through the summer. And I was at the beach, had no problem whatsoever. I was living life, having so much fun. And I have no idea what made me start pulling again. Well, I do because I have trick. I mean, that's really why. But other than that, there's been like small things where I could kind of put on a little mascara, but not really. And then once I have a gap, it's all downhill from there. Mm -hmm. I would rather not see the damage that I had done that I'd worked so hard for than just not have any at all and be used to that. Cause I mean, I'm used to it by now. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, praying one day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to work towards it mm -hmm. and I'm not mad at myself anymore for doing that. Um, cause I know it's a part of me. And it's something that I just have to live with and I'm okay with it. Um, so, but yeah, I didn't start pulling my eyebrows. I have no idea why, I guess, cause I have no eyelashes left. Mm -hmm. Um, I just started pulling there, but I never pulled from my head. I'd never, I don't, I'm very thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, cause makeup is amazing. Um, so yeah, I don't really have a trigger or I don't mm -hmm. know. When you get into that, those pulling zones, I like to say, like I'm in a, a trance, are there certain things that you do to get out of it? When nothing is left, which mm -hmm. is, that's, that's hard to admit because I'm not strong enough to just stop. But it's, it's very rare that my pulling breeze are even long-term because I hardly have anything anyway. Um, but it's just those little stubby ones that mm -hmm. uh, drives me insane. Mm -hmm. I get that itch, and I'm like, gotta go, gotta go. Whether I'm at home, whether I'm at work, doesn't matter. But it's more when I'm by myself. If Josh was sitting here beside me, I wouldn't even have the urge or anything. But mm -hmm. if I'm up and moving, I don't think about it. It's just when I'm sitting down or just the random strays that have to go. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I know. I notice for myself, if I touch the hair, if I, one touch is literally all it takes. And then I'm like, oh, 
you know, so it's like focusing in the morning to try to not, because, you know, like you said, the little strays. Yeah. Is your stress induced at all? Or is it just what you like, part of it? So I, it's kind of like a mixture of everything. But I notice I do it the most when I'm trying to concentrate really hard on something. So if I'm like writing a paper for school, I'm like, the whole time. Yes, I can relate. I can relate to that for sure. Um, concentration, stress even. But I get stressed from pulling, so I pull more. And I'm mm. like, why? Why do I do this? Mm. And um, but I'm like, all right. Even reading your book, I'm reading your stories and how relatable they are. We're like, oh. mm -hmm. yeah. But oh well. <laughs> I love when I love how you talk about your journey. You're like, it's just me. You know, I accept it. When did you When did you get to that? Did you have you know those negative thoughts when you were younger, and did you eventually become optimistic and positive? How did that go? Right, yeah. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I just thought I was crazy in my head. Like, why am I pulling out my hair? Why? And I just thought something was wrong with me. It's never anything that I thought to even accept about myself because I was just constantly wondering why. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until I realized that others struggled with it that um, it is a, I don't want to say an illness. I'm not ill, but... Mm -hmm. I have a trick and um, it's, you learn to live with it. Mm -hmm. You learn to live with anxiety. There's medications for that. There's therapy for that. And it's, it's just one of those things. I didn't think I'd ever accept it. Even when I started figuring out what it was, I'm like, oh. I'm like, but still, I mean, I wish I wasn't doing this, but I'm just so glad I'm not alone. And then you being so open about it and other tricksters being so open about it. I'm like, I can be open about it too. And um, I just made that decision and here we go. Now I'm here. I love it. I love it. You spoke about raising children and how for you, and your family trick is hereditary. Have you thought about what you might say or how you might act if one of your children did have trick? What would you, you know, the advice that you would give to? to oh my goodness, yeah. That's a great question. I didn't think about that one. Um. I mean, I'll always support them, whatever. And I want to be like my mom was, offering any advice, any tricks, any glasses, bangs, beaded bracelets. My mom used to make me these bracelets. I still have two of them. Anything. Um, just to help them. And know that they're not alone. I'm like, you are okay. Like, th if this is the worst thing that is that you're dealing with, you are healthy, you're breathing, you're smart. You've got so much going for you. This does not define who you are. You may have trick, but it does not have you. You can overcome it. You can do it. And um, that's literally just the support I got. I want to be that type of supportive parent mm -hmm. and help them with their makeup if they need help. Heck, I still need help sometimes with my <laughs> makeup. <laughs> but um, I just want them to know they're not alone. They'll be supported and whatever. I don't want them to feel upset if they pulled like mm -hmm. it's okay I'm not gonna you're punished because you're pulling you know that mm -hmm. type of thing I just want them to know it's okay right and I love that you said you know trick doesn't have you it's true you might at the time especially younger when you don't know any better you're like this is what you know 
I'm so horrible, you know, have all this negative self-talk and it's true. You're, it's just one, one aspect of you. It's literally not, it's not just who you are as a person. Um, and speaking of, you know, trick being just one part of you, what are some other things that you like to do? Maybe things for self-care, you know, what are, what are some hobbies that you have? Yep. <laughs> she is my best friend. Um, I love her. She's crazy. She's being good right now. Though. Um, she brings me a lot of joy. Um, my husband brings me so much joy. Um, we love just going to dinner together, just spending time together. Other things that I like. I like to craft. I like to paint. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an artist by no means. It's more of a hobby, crafting type of thing. I like. Um, I like to clean. That really helps <laughs> sometimes. Um, let's see. I said crafting. Um, I'm in small groups at church. I find I'm meeting a lot of people through that. Um, I hope some of them are watching. I didn't broadcast it. I was just kind of kind of let them see. Mm -hmm. And then have questions, you know, ask questions. But um, my church, I'm involved with my church. I love to sing. Um, I've sang since a while, but not in front of people until like high school. Um, I sing in my church, that type of thing. Um, I sang at my wedding. Um, I sang oh. to Josh. Yeah, I'll share the video. Um, I sang to Josh at our wedding, like at the altar. Um, what oh, else? I love the beach. I love to swim, but I don't do those things. But I'm going to. Um, <laughs> um, what else do I like? I love to nap. I love to Netflix. I love um, Grey's Anatomy and The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Mm -hmm part of bachelor nation for sure <laughs> um yeah that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell i saw that you you do make signs i haven't done that in a very long time um palette signs yes for painting for sure um i had a lot more free time i feel like in college to do that but now working full-time and coming home I'm like I do not want to pull out the paint I don't mm -hmm. want to pull out the saw and the wood but if anyone wanted one I definitely make one but I used to sell those I, I did that for like a summer job kind of thing nice. um which is still fun but I'm hoping now that you know what a cricket is the little mm -hmm. paint. I'm hoping maybe that'll take off I need to get good at it and then just go from there I don't know I'm all using my hands Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know, when you are painting the signs and being crafty, do you notice yourself getting into a zone with that and then kind of this falls back? I get into a zone when I'm doing something like that and don't even think about pulling or anything. I'm just kind of in it. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think about pull it until I'm sitting down, doing nothing, watching TV, stressed at work, mm -hmm. focused on something, and it just kind of goes right up. But um, not with crafting or painting or anything or cleaning even. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe I, I craft more. That when I watch The Bachelor, so I, we watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette as well. If I don't find the spoilers, I will pull my hair out while I watch. I'm so anxious while I watch. I can't. I'm just like ah, yeah. the whole time. I can see that. I don't read the spoilers anymore. I used to, but I was sick of like ruining the surprise. So. Sometimes I'll pass by them, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If I'm by myself and watching it, I'll pull. But if Josh happens to be there, I won't mm -hmm. in front of him. Maybe he just needs to be here all the time. I yep. don't know. I can't cut them to me. 
That would be great, right? <laughs> that would totally, I would have a full set of eyelashes and eyebrows if that was the case. But mm -hmm. not a perfect world, so it's fine. Have you noticed yourself pulling more during the quarantine time when you were home? Unfortunately, I was not home during quarantine. I worked all um, through quarantine. Um, but it did wear on me because I work in interior design. And it's essential because you think interior design is just decorating. It's not. It's floor plans. Just because everyone is in quarantine, you can't just stop a project. There's no project or there's a project that doesn't have floors. You, need mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't, you know, furnishing or anything. It was just like the main thing. So we stayed open. We weren't taking clients, but a lot of our commercial jobs are like, well, we're closed. Let's get this done. Father, no, father's no one here. So we worked all through it and it really wore on me because I was not busy at work. I was just, you know, maybe doing things around the office, straightening up that type of thing. And, um, yeah, it wore on me, but not to a sense where I pulled more because mm -hmm. I pulled all the time if there's something stubby there. Okay. So it really affect me there. But I can see how it would if you were home all day, every day. When is this going to end? Like, I can see where that is very stressful for someone. But COVID really hadn't. It's affected who I get to see, my family, who I get to spend time with, um, going out and doing things. But as far as my job, I'm very thankful that I still have a job. Mm -hmm. I feel for those that did not or had to work from home and they were going insane being at home. Like I felt for them. I really did. So I was, I'm very thankful I'm still employed, but to answer your question, it didn't add anything mm. to that. I'm just kind of used to it. Okay. Do you wear fake eyelashes? Like what, can you tell us your makeup routine? Like what do you Yeah, do? I'll, I'll tell you my routine. I do not wear fake eyelashes. So when I started pulling my eyebrows in high school, my mom suggested bangs. I love your bangs, by the way. They're okay. so um, <laughs> But they became such a security blanket that if they weren't sprayed just right or fixed just right, someone was going to see my lack of eyebrows because, mm -hmm. I mean, eyebrows, they're, they're so important for your face. Eyelashes are too. You know, they protect your eyes, that type of thing. Um, but I just became so secure having my bangs so anytime the wind blew I'm like oh, I gotta fix them back gotta fix them back or I ran out of hairspray or something and I mm -hmm. couldn't glue them to my forehead um so I didn't want to do fake eyelashes because I feel like I'd be so dependent on them like I'm so used to not having eyelashes and um I'm okay with not wearing fake eyelashes for that reason. I don't want it to become another security blanket. Like in college, I grew out my bangs. I was so sick of fixing them every day. I was over it. You know, they were um, really damaged from my straightener every day because I had to straighten them just right and spray them just right. And I was so sick of it. And um, so I got fake glasses. It got them pretty Oh, they're so cute. I wish, I hate to say that I wish I really needed them so I'd have an excuse to actually wear them. Um, but no, I'm very thankful for my eyesight. I don't need them, but I got fake glasses. They looked real, just had clear lenses and them didn't have a prescription in them or anything. And I hid behind them and oh man, I thought I was something because I didn't get asked questions. They were hidden everything, but I got so comfortable behind them. And then Josh is like, you don't even need them. Why are you wearing them? I'm like, it makes me feel better but then I'm like he's gonna judge me for wearing these which I I shouldn't have cared at the time but I did 
And so I just kind of quit wearing those and um, had to get used to that again. And then I finally got used to having no bangs, no glasses. I was just kind of out in the open, makeup, that kind of thing. And um, I just I have no interest in wearing them. I think taking them off would just show more disappointment. Be like, this is what you could have. But I don't want to get stuck behind the security of that when I'm starting to already feel secure without it. Yeah. As far as my makeup routine goes, um, I get up in the mornings, I shower, um, I get out, I wash my face in the mirror, you know, makeup removers from the day before. Isn't that, is that awful? I go to bed with my like day makeup on. That's probably pretty gross, but I do. I do it. So <laughs> I don't come and just like wash it all off. It just kind of stays there. Anyway, wash my face in the mornings, like scrub it all off, dry it. I do my eyebrows first, and then I'll do eyeliner. Then I'll do my eyeshadow, foundation, powder, blush. Go back over a little bit on my eyeliner because the eyeshadow has stuck to it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, powder my eyebrows when I'm powdering just so they're not stark in your face. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty much it. It takes, as far as makeup goes, maybe 20 minutes. It's not too bad. but. Okay. It definitely takes time. I get the most mad I get at myself is I wish I could wake up in the mornings and not do any makeup. If that was the case, I would never wear makeup in my life, mm -hmm. powder, foundation, anything. If I could just like getting up on Saturday mornings, I just want to get up, go to the grocery store, whatever it may be, and not have to worry about it. But I get up, I'm laying there and I'm like, man, I gotta get up. I gotta wash my face. I gotta do my eyebrows. I gotta do my eye makeup. All that. I'm like, oh. That's when, that's when I get mad. So I take that back. I haven't fully accepted it. I still get mad at myself. Um, but it's just my routine and I'm just kind of used to it. But I, I do wish I didn't have to do all of that because mm -hmm. I'm not secure enough to go out with zero makeup at all. Well, that's okay. You know, it's, it's yeah. your journey. So, you know, it's as easy as it is for me to say to you, you know, don't beat yourself up. Believe me, I beat my own self up, you know, all the time. So it's just, you know, it's, it's, but you're, you know, the fact that you're like wanting to do that and you are getting frustrated with that just once again, proves how, how much you're, you know, accepting and wanting to move forward, you know, with this. And what you said about the eyelashes is, is so true. At first for me, it was so fun. I put on fake eyelashes cause I had pulled all of them out and I put them on and I was like, this is great. The second they were off pulling all my eyelashes out again. Cause you know, there, there's spaces, there's gaps. Even today, today was the first day I, I didn't wear any fake eyelashes to school. And I was like all proud of myself. And then I was like, eh. you know, got home, pulled it out. I'm like, now I have to wear them again. <laughs> you know, so it is, you know, as much as things help, they can also, you know, hinder as well. Cause you do take them off and you're like, hey, wait a minute. My eyelashes are like out to here. Now I have none. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a battle. Mm -hmm. And I also think what you said is so true as well. You know, at first people may say, oh, makeup, it's so fun, it's so fun. Well, it loses that allure when it's something you feel like you have to do every day in order yes. to be like, ugh. Yes. Want to. Yeah, I wish I didn't. I mean, I don't have to, but right. I probably should. Um for my own self, not for anybody else. I don't care what everybody else thinks, but I feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. At least look a little normal up there. 
And I, I was just speaking to a friend today when I didn't wear my fake eyelashes. And I was like, yeah, but I, you know, I do feel so pretty with them. And, you know, I, now that I'm so used to me, I'm not wearing them now. But now that I'm so used to it, I'm like, once again, like forcing myself to not wear them because I'm like, I'm so pretty with them. But, I, you know, I'm pretty without them. Let's, let's talk positively, you know. Yes. Yeah. Now, hmm. I want to talk about the bracelets. Uh, because, you know, they were so beautiful. Do you mind if you have them near you, <laughs> holding them? Yeah. Can you talk a little more about that process? Like, what did they do for you? And It didn't so much become a security blanket, but I got to the point where I felt naked without them. I wanted, me and my mom both wanted them to help mm -hmm. from the very beginning to, you know, if you feel that urge to start pulling, just start twisting the beads, twisting the beads. Mm -hmm. And, but I got so I got to the point where I just liked having them, having them on. They had nothing to do with me pulling, but it was just a con. It was a reminder when I looked at it, like, Hey, don't pull, don't do this. You know, that type of thing. But mm -hmm. it kind of lost the meaning of like not pulling. Cause my mom, I mean, we would be together when I was little. I loved it. It was so much fun. I, I probably, I couldn't even count. I mean, these are just the two that I have left. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the time they would break or the beads would get beat up and it was time to make another one. And I felt so cool to have another one on, um, a new fresh and clean one. But, um, as much as that, we both wanted it to help when I was little. It just more became not even a fashion statement, just something that I really liked and that my mom made me. I'm very, mm -hmm. very sentimental. Oh, my mom said, and a reminder that you are so loved. <laughs> Obviously, I kept them. <laughs> She's my best friend. And um, it just, it was kind of one of those things that I like. She like felt close to me whenever I wasn't at home. I'm very much a homebody. I get homesick, that type of thing, especially when I was little. So just having that, it just made me feel better. Maybe not even related to trick anymore after a certain period of time because we grew to know it just, it doesn't help. I mean, it may help for a little while to twist them, but you're still, you're still going to go up there. Mm -hmm. um, but I was always terrified of losing one or anything, but now they're so sentimental to me, whatever my mom gives me is sentimental now, mm -hmm. but um, I'm so thankful. I still have these two mm -hmm. and um, fun fact about this one. It's broken, but the two round beads that my pointer finger and thumbs are on. Um, I know you had talked about you like Disney and you loved The Little Mermaid. That's your favorite. Those two beads came from my hair wrap that I got in first grade at Disney World. Wow. Yeah. That's so cute. So this one is very special because, I mean, I love Disney. I think I should have been a Disney princess, but I think that's really neat that those beads are from that. So, you know, the little hair wraps that you'd get yeah. with like the string around it and the little beads at the end. So those were the beads from that. Just a little fun fact. That is so cute. Anyone who came to school with the hair wrap was like, you are cool. Yeah. I never had one. I was not allowed to have one at my school. I went to a private school up until third grade. So we had to unravel it because we got it at spring break in first grade. So I had to unravel it when I got home. But um, we need a Disney prince with it. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, but I, had, I wasn't allowed to have them in private school. But the time that I had it that whole week, I was something. Yeah. I, was, I was like swinging that thing. I've got some pictures at Disney where my hair was in a ponytail, but the hair wrap was just hanging out. So <laughs> I'll have to ask my mom if she can find any of those, and then I'll share. But it might be, mm -hmm. oh, yes. But I'll see if we can find some pictures, and I'll post one. So. That's so as we wrap up, 
Is there anything else that you would like to share? Maybe a final message? A final message. I think I said that about the kids, my final message, because there's a question here. Um, yeah, really just a final message. I'll just kind of repeat myself. Whoever has trichotillomania, you are not alone. Please do your research. If you think you have trick, go find other people that have it. Connect with other tricksters. I mean, reading your book, Barbara, I could relate to so many of your stories. I read it in a day. I couldn't put it down. And um, and I'm sure all of us tricksters can relate in some form or another, whatever it's a story or, you know, tricks to help or that kind of thing. I just feel like we all need to just come together and just make it make it known what trichotillomania, what trichotillomania is or any BFRB. Um, just just make it more known. I want people to know about it. And I'm so happy to see people that have actually watched that I know that I never thought I would share too. So I can't wait to talk more about it now that I've come. This was like a huge step for me to be live and, you know, so, but like I said, trick doesn't have you. You can, you can overcome it. You just have to be strong, but it's okay. If you take a step back, mm -hmm. it's okay. I just, yeah. just be comfortable in you. Cause you are more important. Not, you are more important than your hair, your eyelashes, your eyebrows, wherever you pull, you're more important than that. There's so much more to you than your physical appearance. It's what's inside. So. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so happy I was able to talk to you face to face. Yeah. And do it again soon. Thank you so much. Like, this is amazing. Well, I'm honored that you came on here and that you're so open and positive and amazing. So thank you. And I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you so much. You have a great night and bye, Mom. <laughs> oh, bye, Mom. <laughs> Thank you. See you.